week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holler at your boy, cop you a shirt, check out all the podcasts that we have. <clears throat> it's lit. Isn't that what Absolutely. the kids say? I think so. I don't know. I don't even know if they still say that anymore, but fuck it. We the kids grow. don't say it's lit no more? I don't know. Oh, I'm, man, luckily, I'm not around kids much, so I'm out mm. the loop. So you say. <laughs> so you say. Jesus. Man, dude, I seen your workout videos. Cooking. You need to tell a dude to get you some calf implants. You got the smallest <laughs> legs of, of a husky nigga ever, dude. You got the legs of a nigga that weighs 105 pounds. That shit is nuts. I'm a skinny nigga and a husky nigga body. You're going to have to get them calf implants <laughs> ASAP when we sign that deal, my nigga. You Next be, day. You're going to be Saquon Barkley, don't you? Nip tuck. You got to get that nip tuck, bro. You're like, <laughs> you're like you're going to fall over, dude, in any moment, dude. <laughs> Shout out to them gains, though, and getting it in. I see you out there. <laughs> How early in the morning you be going to work out? Uh, I go to 5 a.m. Sheesh. Yeah. It work better that way. Yeah, hell yeah. I ain't going after, at the end of the day. I can't do that. Scoops was telling me to say he recommended to say like, bro, you just got to do it as soon as you get up or wake up yep. early. That's the best way to get it at our age. That's a fact. You get used to it too. It ain't nothing no more. I might try it, <laughs> but we know y'all ain't here to hear our workout regimes. It's the On Deck TV podcast. Another week in the books, as we say. This week, Whack One Hundred is back to being bloggy again. We gonna hop into that. Pusha T had his new artwork released, Uh-oh. and Ti did stand up. We're going to dive into all of that and the topic for this week, 2002, revisited 20 years later, just like we did last year. But first, we will start with the follow-up. Our mans, people say I gave him a bad rap with the two and a half reel for the Bird's Eye View album. Yes, Corday. That's who we're talking about. Numbers are in. Hold the phone. He sold a whopping 20K this week put him at 20th on the billboard chart 5,000 less than his debut album 25,000 animal brown is there reason for concern for corday selling 20k first week i don't think so um mm. <clears throat> i don't look at him as an artist that's going to do crazy numbers mm. so I, I think we can go ahead and get used to this i think he has or at least i hope he has real fans that when he goes places, you know what I'm saying? They're actually going to pull up and support because if you got a small number of real fans, then it doesn't matter at whereas somebody may have an inflated number, but those fans may not be legit. Uh, more on that later on my put on, on the week. Uh, there's a lot of things going on with streaming farms and shit that people need to know about. <laughs> and so sometimes those numbers can lie. And so mm. I wouldn't look at this as, as it's a, if it's that deep, I honestly don't know why they even report sales anymore. The way that they calculate it with the streams is just too, like, I, I don't even count this. These don't even add up to me no more. So when somebody does, when Gunner does 160, when weekend does 150, when it, things can be manipulated, the way they're calculated is weird. Niggas ain't got to go to the store and actually put no effort to buy nothing no more. So these numbers only mean nothing to me. I wouldn't feel a certain type of way if I was him. There was no pub. I don't even know what label he's on. Like, I, was this independent? Was he on a map? I have no idea, bro. What hey, was the no, same? This was no independent album. You know that. You seen them numbers on there. I mean, you I'm seen those saying. guests on there. 
Um, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he definitely had the guest list on there, but uh, it doesn't make a difference. It, it, it looks insane, but he's early in this game and he's got room to grow. He's not the type of artist to, to, to live on numbers, I don't think. He's on Atlantic. That's there you the go. label he's on. And you sound absolutely insane right now. <laughs> um, what else nuts. would you, what would you measure an artist on if you didn't like report sales? Like, how would Engagement. you know who's popular? Engagement. Engagement. Which is yeah. even worse for a nigga like him who's boring. We've established <laughs> that. Like the reason that I disagree with you and think that this is an area of concern is because you can tell Atlantic did put the bag behind him. And this is a business. Why it's cool to have people like your rap and this be a dope little hobby. At the end of the day, it's still a business. And when I'm looking at his album and his track list and says Eminem, Roddy Rich, Freddie Gibbs, her, Lil Dirk, Lil Wayne. Gonna, that wasn't cheap. No, nah. like it wasn't cheap at all. And again, last time that he dropped, he did 25. This time he was more engaged. I seen him more places. I just don't know what you would do to promote an artist like this. So I would be very concerned because I thought that he was out there. I thought that the freestyles were hitting. You would have thought from a bird's eye view, team. That he was doing his thing, like that Atlantic did their job. So to get these numbers back, I would be disappointed. I would be concerned. He made a quote that I thought was very interesting. I want to know if you agree with him. He said, if you don't like his music, then you have poor taste. With those numbers coming back, do you think <laughs> he feels the same way? Uh, first of all, I like that take, number one. That's funny. Stole it. Um, he stole it. You, of course you would like it. You know like where it originated from? No. Kanye's press run for 808s and heartbreaks. That's right. I knew it sounded like a genius, something a genius would say. (laughs) They were Um, asking Kanye, was he concerned with the music because it was different on 808s? And he said that. That's that's that sounds like some Kanye shit, actually. Facts. Um, first of all, what he should have done, and this is the easiest promo of all time. He just he should have had Naomi put his album cover on a lieutenant shirt (laughs) when she played. (laughs) He would have sold more than 20k. I promise you that. And that's the thing, like, for the integrity of an artist like his, do you do or can you do stuff like that in today's times? Well, it's normal for another artist, like what you said, to do some crazy shit like that. It's normal for his peers to be out here pushing P and using emojis, and they selling 100K in a week. So is he wrong? or Like, well, not is he wrong, but I would definitely be concerned if I was in the business behind him and I was running the label. But to your point and what I do agree with, I think that he has uh, garnered like grassroots fans. There are people that are going to fuck with him regardless because he can rap. He can rap his ass off. I just don't know if he'll be able to produce another album with these names. I think that this was his chance. This was his Mm -hmm. chance to show I can rap and be a star. And it's cool if you're not both. And I don't feel like that he is, especially after these numbers. But I do feel like that they tried to make him that and it didn't hit. And I spoke about this last episode because I said Cole figured this out. Cole figured out how to make singles. That's it. Without compromising his integrity of the type of music he wanted to make. That's Once it. Corday figures that out, because Corday is not gonna come out with, you know, some dance shit. He's not gonna come out. It's it's not it's not him. But he needs to figure out how to toe that line to keep the registers ringing, so mm-hmm. he keeps a deal, and but also he makes music that he wants to make. Good point. And to beat a dead horse. J. Cole also is a brilliant marketer. Post-2014 Forest Hills Drive, everything came with a story. 
That's a fact. Like, it was always a story to it. And we talked in depth when we did his album review about the story is missing. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why you sell 20,000 the first week and not 400,000. Yeah. 20 is low. It's 20 is low. It is. That's low. That's an area. That's a reason to be concerned if you got Stevie Wonder on your album. Stevie Wonder got to be offended. He got it like, this nigga sold 20K and called me for a feature, nigga? Is you serious? And he lied to me on faces. Man, that nigga took the glasses off on that next guy. He said, look, hey, look at me. <laughs> look at me eye to eye, look at Corday. Me. Look at me. You ever call me again for an album that's going to do 20K, my nigga? I'm pulling up to see you. If you wanted to call him glasses off, had to. Oh, shit. If you want to say he did what? <sighs> That's nuts. <laughs> 20,000 is, is, is mad That's low. Nuts. I ain't gonna lie. Um, next up, man, let's take it to the West Coast. Whack 100 ha- had a mean streak last mm. week, dropped some controversial opinions on some things. Um, he said he claimed that Meek Mill was the most overrated rapper out right now. He said Bobby Schmurda is losing the streets because of his dancing. Mm. And for his final act, he said that Master P was broke and that he doesn't own his masters. My question, which of these hot takes was the coldest to you? Uh, Man, the coldest take was easily the Master P take. (laughs) And that's not even with us being biased and loving Master P, as you've heard on this show before. We're open to criticizing Master P. For sure. But a nigga that ain't even in Master P tax bracket can't call him broke. Like, P is a street nigga. I'm sure he got more cash money hid somewhere than Wack has made his entire executive and music career. I promise you that. I'm willing to bet a nigga that. That P can go pull out cash money out of a safe or buried in the ground some fucking where more than Wack has ever made. <laughs> with, <laughs> with that being said, is Wack a blog nigga or is he a street nigga? Because that's where I think the the where he toes the line too much for me. So yeah. when you look at him, maybe what do you see? Like, is he a bloggy podcast nigga? Or do you still see like the gang affiliated? Now he's a street nigga turned blogger. Mm, because because listen, you can't be fifty. What what a money bag yo say? How you fifty and still banging? But he act like he's still banging though. That that's that right. goes to my problem and my point of this whole topic. And my answer is. Like, you can't have it both ways. If you're going to sit up here and talk about Meek Mill, you're going to sit up here and talk about Bobby Smarter. These young men are in the music business. They better their life. They ain't on that street shit like you no more. Mm-hmm. So don't sit up here and say this and then expect no one to challenge you on it and then try to take it to some street shit when a nigga come to challenge you on it. No, my nigga, you are a blogger. Sit here and talk it out with niggas because yeah. you wrong. Do an interview. Yeah, do an interview. Let niggas sun you and put you in a position to show that you ain't really nice This as you think you is. But I don't think that he do that because he tried to every time I've seen him being wrong, he tried to take it to some street shit. All oh, nigga, let's shoot a fair one. Ain't nobody trying to fight you, bro. Ain't nobody finna box that big ass nigga. Like <laughs> it's stupid for him to sit up there and spew this bullshit and not want to be challenged on it. And I spoke a little bit on this when I was talking on my podcast about the Joe Rogan thing. It's cool for people, well, excuse me, it's not cool for people to just get on platforms and say anything. That's not cool. What's also not cool is you trying to cancel people for saying it. Therefore, there should be an open line of discussion if we're going to further conversations, not cancel people, not try to fight them and beat them up. Let me get to the bottom of what you're thinking and let's have a conversation about it. Then we can figure out who's right or who's wrong. But I don't think WAC allows people to do that. 
And that is my problem with him. Like, you don't allow Bobby Schmurter to come and tell you, my nigga, this is why I dance. And the street niggas that I fuck with, they fuck with this. I don't know what old street niggas you fuck with, but this ain't that no more. Now, he might be right about Meek Mill. I ain't gonna, I, I ain't even gonna hold you there. He might be absolutely right about Meek Mill. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do Meek any kind of way, even though his last project didn't move me at all. Um, and I get it. It's a what have you done for me lately? Um, life ever? that what we live in right ever? now. But what have you done for me ever? Nah, me don't do me any kind of way. Bobby Schmurda, <laughs> Bobby Schmurda's still young, bro. And, and and that's the thing that in New York they dance to the street music, bro. That's they, that's he Bobby Schmurda got on from the dance dude, six years ago. That's with why we know who Bobby Schmurda is to begin with, dude. With a video full of street niggas. That's what I'm Went saying. Went to jail with some street niggas for doing <laughs> so, some street shit. So that 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 was a pretty cold take. The freezing cold take, though. I'm talking about sub zero, is the P is broke take. And why? And now the masters thing is that's real. He doesn't own his masters anymore. He doesn't own no limits catalog anymore. And if you want, if you don't believe that, then you could just go on any streaming site and scroll down and look at the label. Look up any No Limit album and then scroll down and look at the label. You'll see that they're owned by several different people depending on the album that you pull up. That's fine. He, I believe he sold those in the early 2000s. Like, bro, but, the, but to say he's broke, though, and, and he was on some type of, I don't know if this was Clubhouse. He's I don't know Clubhouse. if this was fan base. Okay, it may have been close, Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But he's on Clubhouse, which is essentially a chat line with people who clearly weren't in the industry, and they claimed to have seen P in a car just like mine. I seen P. He was in a car like the car like we got. And I was like, bro, who is Wack talking to, bro? Well, then, this also originated because they were talking about Nick Cannon, I think. Yeah. And Nick Cannon, they were saying that, uh, well, Wack was saying that P ain't got the type of bread that Nick Cannon has. Right. Because no, allegedly, he's, allegedly, P says something about Nick Cannon, which mm-hmm. I still haven't heard. Yeah, I hear that. Regarding, regarding money and, and, and I don't know where that came from. But where they lost me, when Wax said this, this let me know I need to get out of this clubhouse shit immediately. When Wax said, if he wasn't broke, do you think he would be selling noodles? Was the goofiest shit I've ever heard in my life, bro. I can look up right now and tell you who the number one noodle person is and how much they made. Who who, um, was it, Manchurian? Whoever makes the ramen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, the the nigga that owns that... They yeah. sold like 1.6 billion in noodles last year, bro. Why, but, why aren't you selling noodles, nigga? What are you talking <laughs> about, dude? That was the dumbest I've ever heard, bro. That's what happened when broke niggas tried to, like, like Master P did respond to this indirectly, and he was yep. talking about comparing, yep. making comparison, and that's part of the problem in our culture is the gist of what he said. I'm paraphrasing that. But what he meant was, like, to your standards, rack whack, I may be broke. Like, I may be broke because you seen that I sold my masters or you think that noodles are a bad investment. But at the end of the day, one of the most important things that he said and that he was like, well, my homeboy just did a deal with Master P. I know he broke. So you calling your homeboy broke? Your homeboy do deals with broke niggas? You hang with broke niggas? Like, and my point to that is a nigga's just talking and don't know what he's talking about is essentially what P responded and said. Right. Like, my nigga, I'm in rooms that you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Like, you would be lost in the sauce talking some of the deals that I talk. 
But you can sit out there on Clubhouse and you can act and pretend and talk amongst other niggas in the same price range as you that I'm broke. Or but at the end of the day, yeah. Like at the end of the day, nigga, I, I got it. I've been there. I've done that. And even if I am broke, my nigga, I still can purchase you. Like, I and promise yeah. you he can offer Wacker a, a job tomorrow <laughs> and pay him well. Probably better than what he getting paid right now. Bro, Viet, Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese billionaire. Well, he's a billionaire now. Vietnamese first billionaire. The first billionaire of the entire country made his money off ramen noodles, bro. The first billionaire in the history of the country, bro. I, nigga, I need noodles to sell. Nigga, what are you talking about, dude? Definitely like name brand some noodles right now. And ramen popping. That's what I'm like, bro. You talk. That's what I'm niggas saying. Eat noodles, bro. bro. I'm sorry. Niggas eat noodles. And that's what and that's the crazy thing. They lost me, bro. Like, like when he says, Well, he's selling noodles, he must be broke. My nigga, you sitting here podcasting. That's like me saying, Oh, oh well. free app though. Yeah, you're, you're sitting free- here podcasting, <laughs> talking amongst niggas in the chat room. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nuts, bro. That was that, that was disgusting. Yeah, moving to someone who's clearly not broke. In the Paris fashion show this week, I don't know the official name of it, but it was a fashion show in Paris. All your favorites were over there, uh, and Pusha T released brand new album audio and artwork. Mm-hmm. My question, though, based off that artwork, is the drug lane played out for forty plus year old Pusha T? Um, no, hmm. it's not. Uh, but I can understand why why somebody will look at that like, bro, really again. However, I am a firm believer in if it isn't broke, then don't fix it. <laughs> and Pusha T has been in this lane since he's been in the rap game, and now that he's gone solo, he's leaned into that more artsy kind of kind of the same thing you see like what Griselda does and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Listen, he thrives in this lane. That last album, Daytona, was fire. It was so fire. We've been waiting on this King Push or whatever he ends up calling it forever in a day. So when he drops a snippet that you can kind of hear low quality ass uh, snippet online and you hear him talking that talk, it's like, damn, the, the fire ass beat behind them do with that flow and that energy. And then he drops the album cover, making us think that it is on the way very soon. If you think, I'm not here for the Pusha T 45, 46, 50 year old drug talk. You're sadly mistaken, sir. Drop that immediately. I've been asking for it for the last three years. Give me all of that. Pause. I need an album. A Sappington. You're only waiting on Pusha T album so you can compare it to Drake and say no. he lost again. No. We already know he lost. He lost <laughs> a game of life compared to Drake. No wow. Wow. I'm not sure about that. Respect. But- I was ready to disagree with this and say, yeah, it's old, it's played out, but I seen the picture. Then I ran Daytona back. Yeah. <laughs> and I listened to Day- I listened to that absolute fire <laughs> that he was spitting. And I agree with you. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nope. And even on top of that, this isn't a crowded lane. Like the people who were here with him 10 years ago, Jeezy. Yo Gotti, Ross. Rick Ross, yeah. they in a freezer right now. That's it's a fact. ice cold for them. Like you said, niggas been waiting on that Pusha T album since the Drake shit. <laughs> and Pusha T ain't switched it up, ain't really did nothing different other than that beef. But 
he keeping it legit, like you said, but it makes sense. It makes sense at 45 for him. You slick almost still wanted to hear these type of stories that he's telling from a T.I., from a Rick Ross, mm -hmm. from a Yo Gotti, but they can't do it like he does it. Therefore, like they, they albums aren't anticipated like them because they almost still talking it too. But push it, like you said, just put so much designer shit on it and just make it so like ugh, like he do his ad lib. He just make it so that they're like it's fire. And yeah, you don't yeah. want I, I would be so upset and disappointed if that nigga had an album coming out talking like chance. I love my wife. I just had a baby. Life is good right now. Where that bullshit? You don't pack that shit up, nigga. Give me that raw dope talk for Pusha T because you do it well. It's like asking LeBron just to shoot, stand out there and shoot threes to ask Pusha T to switch it up. It ain't, it, why? When I can go to the basket and average 37 a game, 19 years in, I can do that. So I, I want to hear it. I would, be, I would be a fool to say that I don't want to hear it. I didn't yep. at first when I seen the picture, but then I ran that Daytona back and there you have it. Yes. Like Even, you said. He, absolutely. He, He's in a lane. He's in his own lane because he does oh. it his own way. Yeah. And nobody really does it like that. So it's kind of like, nigga, that like, like you said, it ain't crowded, bro. So we, we need uh, that. We've been missing that. We need that. By myself over here, my nigga. Like, you might can throw Griselda them in there. Like, you might can yeah. do that, but nah. But they don't sound the same. It, it, it don't do it, it this quite crisp. the same. Nah, it ain't as crisp as how yeah, Bush should nah. do it, man. That nigga, he different, man. So, yeah, I want to hear that. Still I'm interested. What do you think we get it, though? 30 days? Over under? Nah, man, that shit probably won't come out to the summer. Oh my god, what? He's over in Paris, hype. Somebody he, gas. He been outside too, though. He been outside last couple days, though. Mm. When the last time you seen Pusha T before this weekend? Too? That's a good point. I ain't know if he still had braids or not. Braids ain't going nowhere, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> Depend on them. But yeah, yeah, I've been outside. I thought I've been seeing him on IG. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I mean, I hope I hope it come out in 30 days, but he ain't for him and Kendrick not going to get me this shit. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, I ain't fuck, fuck away. No, Kendrick respectfully now. Yep. Not in a bad way, but respectfully. Fuck them and they roll outs and they wait. So when that shit hit my streaming platform, I'll be, I'll be duly excited. That's a fact. Speaking of uh, T.I., T.I. might be thinking of a career switch. Mm. Uh, the other day he was seen doing a full 45-minute stand-up comedy set. Hmm. T.I., the king of the South, your man's. Yeah. Question is, do you think he has a future in comedy? Hmm. You know, Clifford Harris is a clever dude, man. And cleverness sometimes can be confused for humor because you're so quick. You say stuff so quick, your mind moved quick, and you say stuff that people may have been thinking and they didn't, wasn't quick enough to say it. I recognize that in his personality. That's part of the reason why I like T.I. I feel like that I'm sort of like that as well. So it's, it's part of the reason why I've always gravitated toward him throughout his career. But being clever and being funny ain't the same thing. Mm. Um, and stand-up is a very difficult sport. Like that, that shit ain't easy to do to stand up there. I had I talked to our boy Crutcher, who booked us for our first show, the on deck show in Nashville. And he's a comedian, and he was mm -hmm. just talking about. He said, "Man, that shit." He's, he said it's like nothing he's ever did in his life, getting on those stages and the lights and making having to make people laugh. It's hard. Yeah. But with that being said, I think Ti can do it because he's always excelled at the things that he's done, and I'm interested in it because he's clever. Because and I don't think it's just some random thing that he does. 
And the best part about it is all of the stuff that I've kind of critiqued him about throughout the last couple of years with the activism and doing too much, talking too much on Instagram. This kind of gives him a space to do that stuff and not in the booth. That's true. Like imagine T.I. going somewhere in Atlanta doing stand-up 30, 40 minutes, talking about the activism stuff like Dick Gregory did as a comedian, talking about the different stuff that he wants to do. It kind of gives him a channel to bounce some stuff off of people. And again, T.I. is clever enough to do this. Mm-hmm. And this way also he can always fall back on I was doing comedy mm-hmm. as opposed to the flack that he gets for the stuff that he says on Instagram when he's talking about his daughter or wearing forces allegedly only one time when we know you cut grass in them. <laughs> like we know that T.I. Just act like it's a joke though. And it'll hit a lot better. So I'm looking forward to this. I think it could be something dope if he focuses on it, uses his resources and really does it. He can cut the rest of the stuff off and use this as an avenue for the rest of the stuff that he does. And I think that that would be dope because he's clever enough to do it. And he got the resources. Lil Duval, one of his best friends um, in the industry, at least from what I'm aware of. And Lil Duval is a great stand-up comedian. He's very, uh, the same, I would say, type of comedy style what I would see T.I. doing. So I think he could use that as a resource as well, but I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I, when I first heard that he did stand-up, I thought, okay, he probably was lit. <laughs> Came on stage with one of his partners or something and then told about four or five jokes and then walked off stage. He Doing a whole 45 minutes on stage is terrifying, nigga. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. And what makes a good comedian, this, this is why I think it could work, though. Because what makes a good comedian is not always necessarily just being funny. You have to be a storyteller. That is why people like hold Dave Chappelle in the highest regards, because he's able to weave a story together. And Mm -hmm. T.I. has shown that musically that he can write a story. Go back to I'm Serious. What happened? He was able to do it on there. Go back to even more recently, The Trouble Man. He had the song with Akon at Wonderful Life when he was talking, had a conversation with Philon. Like those Mm -hmm. are, he is able to tell stories. He's one of the best writers uh, from Southern hip hop in history. And so I think he does have the possibility to maybe pull off something like stand up, but I, and it would be something that we haven't really seen in hip hop. That's kind of dope. That would be dope. As that was one of the things that I forgot to hit on too. That would be the first time we've seen that type of career switch. Well, that would be really interesting. Childish Gambino has a stand up, but he was, he's more of a writer though. I was going to say he ain't a rapper. He a Crazy singer, actor. Act what he is a singer, and he do acting, slash right? He do everything actually, and plus he had experience. He's a much better, like he was on TV shows and yeah, he was a writer in TV shows, yeah. Thirty Rock and shit, shit like that. Was his stand up funny? You watch? Some, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he, he got that dry like geeky black dude sense of humor. It's got it's more for white people though because it's kind of safe because mm. he, I mean, because he he's he's Donald Glover, yeah. but it's not bad though. Also, too, like you said, geeky black dude, ain't no real, like, I ain't even seen no, like, trap comedians. People come from the same background that T.I. come from, being able to tell stories about that type of stuff, and it'd be funny. Let's be real, though. He he really just using this to say what he be thinking, but you can hide under the guise of being a comedian and not get canceled. That was the point that I was trying to make. Like, now, like, somebody finally pulled, like, bro, just be a comedian. They ain't gonna take you serious, man. Just be a comedian, bro. You can say and I you tell you, the, the perfect rollout was that Air Force shit. Them Air Force Ones. <laughs> that he cut grass and played basketball in that he claimed he only wore one time. 
Nigga ran a marathon in them shoes, nigga. The best joke was him saying he ain't never been washed before, nigga. That so so now I won't even he take him it. seriously for that no more because oh, he was clearly just joking. He was working on the stand. Stop. Relax. Niggas got to put some respect on T.I. name. If this is going to continue with the disrespect of his name, then nah, he shouldn't do it, though. Niggas going to have to start putting some respect. Again, I will double back and double down and say this. It's probably three niggas from the whole East Coast that can beat him in the verse. Yeah, probably so. Actually, uh, one. No, what the fuck am I? This one nigga. Jay-Z. No, just say Jay-Z's the only person from the East Coast that that ain't in the South that can beat T.I. in the verses. Start putting some respect on his name. Drake ain't East Coast? I don't know where Drake is from. Nigga's an alien. Nigga from Mars. I ain't even adding him in this conversation. Drake from Houston. <laughs> we want to be technical. <laughs> that nigga from Houston. Ask Jay Prince where Jay is from. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, man, y'all let us know what y'all think. Can T.I. realistically transition into a comedian? He did it. He did. It. He uh, got his acting on. He did a good job acting. He ain't bad. He ain't bad at acting. ATL good. ATL wasn't bad. Takers. American Gangster wasn't bad. What'd you say? Takers. Takers. Yeah, that was cool. Have I seen that? You're not that deep in movies, so you might not have seen them. No, I may not watch that. I'm a TV person. Movies don't really do it for me. But no, nah, that was that was pretty solid. So he can, yeah, you know. Oh, he was an Ant Man. Yeah. Lost that bag. Blew, blew that Marvel bag. <laughs> blew that. Jesus, he blew that. But I look forward to seeing it, man. Moving on to our topic as we do. We did it last year. We go 10 years back. We go 20 years back. Mm -hmm. This year, we're going to start with 20 years ago. Calendar years. Well, it ain't calendar years. Numerical years. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Numerical years. So 2002, we're going to revisit. Do some of the debut release albums, some of the notable releases. Go over some of the sales and the overall climate of music in 2002. As we prepared for this episode, Animal Brown, and you were doing your Wikipedias and writing stuff down, if you were like me, you were listening to songs and stuff. What stood out to you? What memories were sparked? Where did the 2002 hip hop game put you mentally? Man, I was still, I was thinking, were we still buying CDs? We were still, this yes. was still walking in. That's what I thought. Absolutely, Nick, because you had that little flip. We was going to so- MTSU. And you bought that little flip from Soundstream, I believe. And I rode the class with you, and you had me listen to that. And it God was banging. Awful CD. <laughs> the whole ride to Murfreesboro. 30 minutes. Oh, banging. my God. <laughs> no, I went not that bad, though. I ain't going to lie. I bought it. I went and bought it from Media Play that day. <laughs> I remember that. I went and bought that when we got home from class. on a, It was a Thursday or something. Nigga, that, uh, but not, that's, that, it's funny you say that, because I have just gotten into some Houston rap. Like I was obviously no limit was dead. Uh, was Cash over. Money was dying, if not dead, it, around this time. It was and over. now it, it was, was more it was like Birdman albums, like five hundred degrees. Was, it was over. That's what. So that's yeah. dead. That's that's it was over. Cardiac arrest, and then you like more Midwest shit was popping out. That's when Eminem started to. I mean, not started to, but he was hot. Nelly was mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little bit all over the place. I had to finally, you know, put the nail in the no limit coffin. And listen to other shit for once, even though I didn't really want to. Um, so that's where I was at. What do you anything stand out, especially looking at some of these even debuts? You said Birdman. Birdman, Birdman had to make a debut album. That's how bad Cash Money was at the time, dude. He had to come out with his own half face, half bird face album that looks terrible. And that album was terrible, dude. Were you still what were you checking for? 
Um, I was Jay Z to the max. Rockefeller, Jay Z, State Property, Cameron, Diplomats, nice. really Diplomat heavy. I don't think it came out this year, but that was the wave. Like you said, with the No Limit wave ending, mm -hmm. gravitating the Dipset was easy to do. That's a fact. Different guys, they had a click. They had the down south sounds a little bit for us. So it was Dipset. It heavy in 2002 before G-Unit really, well, excuse yeah. me, way before G-Unit, wasn't it? In just a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Dipset, it was Dipset, man. Like I was all in my Dipset bag. But also too, being that No Limit had ended, this was the first year that my palette for music had like fully expanded, like you said. Jay-Z, Cameron, State Property, Nas Lost Tapes, yep. Nelly. Yep. Um, like it was like wide the fuck open. And I don't even I don't I wasn't really a lot of West Coast shit, was it? I don't nah, know. I West Coast was, I mean, Snoop was still doing this thing. Yeah, but. But West Coast was sleep. But like you said, that Midwest stuff, Texas, yeah. uh, Diplomats, that's where I was right through there. And Jay-Z, Jay-Z heavy. Speaking of Jay, he had a couple drops this year too, man. There's some there's some debut releases, man, that I wanted to look at. I thought was interesting. 2002, mm -hmm. we spoke about Pusha T earlier. The Clips debut album, Lord Willing. Lord Willing. Out of VA. Obviously, grinding was the big single, probably one of the best freestyle beats um, ever. That album was fire, nigga. That and was them overrated. Was, what? That was overrated. Is it the first one? Or are you talking about like yes. another one? Because many clips albums overrated. Ah, now you just that you I was. <laughs> I didn't like the beats, man. I like. I always been a soul slow down, slow BPM type of dude, and I ain't never liked the shit that Pharrell gave them. That dude, dude, like. Grinding is good. You're right. It's like, I can't deny that it's a hip hop class and not my favorite beat, but I get right. what you're saying. Those albums to me, and again, it had a lot to do with listening to Beast by the Pound and listening to Manny Fresh. That shit didn't hit for me, bro. Mm. Uh, Pusha T was nine. ripping it. Malice was ripping it. I ain't gonna lie, but bars wasn't even really important to me back then. Like, because I listened to Jay-Z for bars. Everything else was like, bang. Niggas was riding around with speakers in their trunks back then. Niggas, like, it had to be banging. Like, clips, like, it just wasn't it for me. Uh, are you but saying it is highly regarded. You're right. Are you saying people don't have speakers in their trunk no more? They do? I, I'm asking. <laughs> I, would, yeah, I would be shocked if a nigga pulled up with that bang. I did not know niggas still had shit in their trunk. Shit. I thought nigga, I, I didn't know. I ain't oh, outside. Niggas still got bang. That's new to me. Oh, speaking of bang, that little flip, Underground Legend, another debut album. This is the way we ball. Woo. And we like stunt. The worst, worst, worst thing he could ever do was go up against T.I., man. That's a fact. That's he might still be respected if it wasn't for that. He might have a little bit of respect. Or he could have came out and apologized and still had a little bit of respect. But he tried to double down. That blew it. Clearly, when the nigga was getting washed and nobody was fucking with him, like, that nigga still tried to double down. Like, that blew relax. it. Are we counting this Jay-Z and R. Kelly best of both worlds as a debut album? Because they did drop Damn. two. Bruh, that is the biggest screw-up job on internet history today. I can't find that best of both worlds nowhere. It ain't really? on no streaming sites. It ain't on YouTube, nigga. It ain't on Apple? If you, I ain't got Apple. I got Spotify. But it, it was on all of them and has been removed. That nigga um, Jay disassociated the shit out of himself with that. It damn sure ain't on Spotify and it's not on YouTube and it's uh, not damn, on it's, Tidal. It's on Apple. 
It's on Apple, the gray one. The first one, yeah. Ah man, is it just in your? It might be just in your catalog though. You got to see. No, I'm I'm dead serious. I just looked it up. I might sign up for Apple again, dude. I've been wanting to hear that intro for the long. The intro was banging. R. Kelly ripped that intro, dude. I'm sorry. Best of killing that man. I'm sorry, nigga. Like no, no leeway to anything that he's done legally. Fuck him for that. But he murdered that goddamn intro. Intro, God. This for my hustlers on bottom and on twenty-two single. Jay Z killed that shit too. No, that 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 first the first best of both worlds is actually straight. Welcome to the mess. The second one is terrible. Uh, but two thousand two was the first one, and not even the drop ball, and not it not it being available on streaming site. Just the fact that they dropped the ball on that album. Period. Like that. Those niggas. R. Kelly was what? huge, dude. And R. obviously, Jay Z is Jay Z. That right. was supposed to be a layup, dude. <laughs> and and it didn't do nothing. But but they got the fight and shit on the that's, tour. That's what I'm saying. Like it was a lot of shit behind that album when they tried to tour it and sell it, right? Yeah, it was some. It was a lot of bullshit. Um, another debut. CeeLo. CeeLo went solo. CeeLo Green and his perfect imperfections. I don't even think I've heard this. I'm gonna keep it a stack. Yeah, I wasn't fucking with that at all. I don't think I listened to that. Uh, Stay Property, though. Let me tell you what I was listening to. That goddamn first Stay Property that came out in 02. Sun never shines in the ghetto. Thank you. <laughs> That's some hell of a B-side songs on that album, man. Agreed. It's yeah. a hell of a C. It was Rock the Mic the biggest song of that year? Was that on yeah. that album? Yeah, that. that. Well, actually, no. Nah, Air Force Ones. The remix? Now, yeah, the remix of Rock the Mic was big, but Air Force Ones was big. Oh, the biggest song. Oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. That's a fact. Yeah. I heard hey, real quick, I heard Air Force Ones on the radio the other day. Oh, he ripped he it. Murdered that shit, too. I Murphy Lee, that he was the hardest strong, verse, bro. It was a strong six to twelve months that Murphy Lee was my favorite rapper. That's insane. Cause I fucked you know this, because I fucked with Nelly heavy. Oh, Murphy Lee was the nigga that could rap. Murphy Lee, I bought, I got bought, I bought that Murphy Lee CD. Nah. Like the day it came out, oh nigga my was God. ready for it. Oh my God. And was so disappointed. Jesus, it's two songs on there. That shit wasn't nothing. With all due respect, Murphy two Lee friend of the show it. and everything, but that, the, the album wasn't nothing. I'm gonna keep it. I fuck with Murphy Lee still to this day and friend Thanks. of the show, like you said, but it ain't but two songs on that first Mur- Murphy Lee. And this was when we just bought albums. Tough. Like, I just fucked with him, nigga. I went in wherever we bought CDs from then, and boom, come on with that Murphy Lee. Yep. Like, come on with it. I want it. Let's go. He he ripped that Air Force Ones, though. Um, last debut, Nerd. You hated on Neptunes, though. So Definitely didn't listen to any of that's that. That's nuts. Notable <laughs> releases, man. What's on here that's notable that stand out to you as soon as you look at uh, My guy, Lil Boosie, came out with For My Thugs. You didn't Trill listen to that, though. You want not listen to that shit. Well... What's on for my thugs? I listened to about before my niggas was on there, but maybe on a mixtape. I didn't really get into Boosie like oh four or two years later. That's what I'm saying. But I wanted to mention it because for my niggas was on there. Relax with the Boosie hate. Um, another one for me that come home with me for Cam, the debut album of Rockefeller. May have been the album of the year that year. Cam was in his bag. Cam ain't been. That's that's first of all, that's his best album. There's no yes. debates, if ands, or buts about that. Yes, that's the pinnacle of Cam. If somebody yes. was like, Man, why people like Cam? Just play that, come home me for them. Yes. Easy. The best, the best Eminem album came out this year. No. 
I can't be a Superman. That's can't be. Drake <laughs> later sampled that. The song, the diss song about Mariah Carey. Please tell me everyone that's listening to this show knew about that. If you that's didn't, right. go listen to that Eminem show. Listen to Superman. That's a Mariah Carey diss. And it was banging. The Timberland diss song is on this. This is an Eminem show. This is his third album. This is not his best album, though. It's Easily his best album. The best album is his second album, but no, this was good. One. This one was banging. That White yeah. America. That's banging, too. Yeah. White <laughs> America. That was the best shit Eminem ever did in his life. He was ripping it. Um, Styles that I get high another debut. Well, excuse me, not gentlemen. Uh, Gangsta and a gentleman. That's true. Was Squad out after this? Was it like two, three years after this? Squad came out. Yeah, Squad came out after this, after 500 okay. Degrees. Yep. All right, gotcha. Because speaking of, 500 Degrees came out and it was atrocious. Awful. He had that fuck you on there. That was the best song on there. That's, and Birdman ripped that. Yes. That's banging. Yes, that's back when Birdman could rip it. Absolutely. That might have been his last good verse. I'm gonna be real. Facts. I mean, you uh, might be right about that. But but think um, of the pressure that was on Wayne. Wayne, cause, cause, he was it. Everybody was gone. Everybody was gone. That's why he named it 500 degrees to one up 400 degrees, which is a classic. So when Wayne mm-hmm. came out with that 500 degrees, we're like, nigga, let's hear it. It gotta be. It gotta be better than Juvenile, cause he a better rapper. We like Wayne more. And then bloop. That motherfucker. That's Flop. one of the most disappointing albums, bro. Ever. Flop. But he changed our mind when that squad started coming out. He made up for that shit with them squad one through six. And, the, and then that Carter, and then it was a rap. Jesus, yeah. Then it was a, it was a whole new nigga. But that was that that 500 degrees Wayne died that year. And a new Wayne, Def Weezy was born. <laughs> Weezy baby. Uh, a couple more notables for me, Scarface to fix. I mentioned uh, rolling the MTSU from Nashville, making that 35 minute trek. We used to think that was a far ride till we like now we live in Atlanta and everything is 35 minutes away. That's nuts. Yeah, the mailbox so is 35 minutes away now. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. But with that being said, I used to bang that fix every day the year that it came out back and forth for that 30 minute drive. The album only about 30 minutes, so it should be perfect for that trip. Uh, that memory sparked up when I was listening and looking at this album. That's a five mic uh, album, too. They gave five mic album from the source. The one of the last five mics album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah one of the last one of the last like maybe four or five. Cause still, Matic got five after that, and then uh, Lil Kim got five mics after that. But yeah, that's right, the notorious Kim. Mm-hmm. And that Nas, Lost Son, and Lost Tapes came out this year. That Lost Tapes is banging. That Rewind song on that Lost Tapes is probably one of the best hip hop songs ever in history. Not the Rewind where he rapping backwards, but the one he do the Buck Fifty, such and such. What he that's talking fire. about? The, Oh my goodness. When you telling the story about the NFL, cold. that was cold. That was cold. Chick with me and make Bobby divorce. Oh Whitney. my God. That nigga. should go hard. That's one of the best stories in the hip hop period ever. Hands down that and that Joe Button, uh, when he told the story about the stripper wishes, I think the name of the movie. HIV. Yes. Yeah, that's spoiler alert. Jesus. For the Sorry, my here. bad. Yeah, if you if you haven't heard the movie, heard that Joe Budden Secrets. From that's the name. <laughs> Joe Budden. The name of that song is Secrets, but the, I don't know the name of the Nas song. But that was bang. Just gave and the that, secret um, up. My bad. <laughs> the Better Days Tupac. You don't remember that? I that do. I, was, I was still buying Tupac. I was I was still buying the double discs that were dropping. I I found it amazing that years after his death, six years after his death. He was still, I mean, double CDs were still coming out. He still had that much music in the vault. I always thought that was crazy. And that Better Days got some heat on it too. Real low key. Real low. Super low key. Nobody talks about that. Facts. But it's it's, it's actually not that bad. I agree. Uh, Those were the standouts for me, man. 
I, I got to go, speaking of that, another double CD, that Blueprint 2 came out in 02. And it came, people, people gave that a lot of heat because it was super high expectations. Jay with the double CD up until this point, Pac had a double CD, classic, and Big had a double CD, classic. And so Jay got one? Oh, that's going to be a classic, right? Eh, maybe, maybe not. It's a little better than I think people gave it credit for, in my opinion. But people, again, double CD, too many songs. If you took off probably six or seven and made one, then it probably would have been a classic. But, you know, you can't do that with a double CD. It was reaching too much, man. Like, Jay has told this story before. I don't think that we are revisiting fresh ground here. But he was like, the people around me wanted that. For the reasons that you said, that Pocket Big did one, Big it did one, you got to solidify yourself with a double CD when really it wasn't a climbing for it, my nigga. Like, you just came off probably like a perfect, if not a 10 out of 10 album, 9.9 out of 10 with that blueprint. Then you hit a nigga over the head with like 30 songs? (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't sleep on I bet Dane wasn't vouching for this double CD. Don't sleep on the Nas diss on there, though. Oh, my God. That Blueprint 2, the title song? I really wish he would have named it something else so that it could get more clock. But if I say, man, nigga, that Blueprint 2, you don't know if I'm talking about the album, the song. You don't know what I'm talking about. To a novice, somebody you do, you right. And then you heard that blueprint too. Oh, yeah, that album banging. It was, I ain't really, it was okay. Nah, nah, the song, nah, I'm talking the about song. the song where he uh, totally obliterated Nas. I'm talking about that. It was too you late, heard that. It, it, it was too late. Ether had done its damage, but that song is fire. That, oh, oh my yeah. God, that's one of my favorite J verses, bro. That, can't y'all see that he's fake? The rap version of T.D. Jakes. <laughs> off his size and off his CDs and tapes, but he won't break you a crumb off the little, little bit, bit that, that he makes. makes. And this is with whom you want to place your faith? <laughs> I put dollars on mine, nigga. Ask Columbine. Oh, the Twin Towers fell. I was the first in line. Man, that nigga was killing it, dude. <laughs> that shit was super. Yeah. Hey, that's a slept on disc record. Jesus, bro. he was murdering that nigga. I'm going to listen to that tonight. Woo. Uh, um, sales. Something else. Uh, nothing, speaking of Nas, that Godson came out. That's okay. Fresh. That's okay. He got that song about his mama, bang. Song about I ain't gonna lie, I can't remember how that went. The song he had a song about his mama on that was fire. It's not a bad oh, thing. I'm cool. I ain't fuck with that guy. He said he was in a bad place when that came out. His mom had just passed. Mm. He didn't want to put the CD out, I think. Like it was a lot going on. It ain't bad as that 12 disciples, though. When was that next? Oh, uh, you mean the double disc? Yes. Uh, yeah, Streets, Streets Disciples. Eesh. Yeah, that, that's his worst album. Yeah, easily. Some slow. Easily. Uh, the sleeper this year though was that AZ Asiatic though. Let's be clear. Really? I'm not even sure if I've ever heard that. You weren't oh. listening to AZ in 2002, my I nigga. Promise. Make a face with me like I should have heard that. Promise. Like, during I, no if- limit time, <laughs> AZ was. <laughs> you serious, nigga? <laughs> He I was promise. the dude that sounded like, I'm going to tell you who he was. He was the dude that sounded like Nas that had that dope-ass song back in the day. That's what, I didn't know AZ's name. It was all oh, the nigga that sounded like Nas. They got that dope-ass song. You, I want to be you, that right there. Oh, yeah. You play this Asiatic. Play the song with Nas, and I guarantee you, like, oh, okay, I did. I have heard that. You, it's going to hit it's, you like that. Which 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 song was this, dude? Uh, oh, The Essence. You're going to know it immediately. You're going to be like, oh, we did listen to this. Never mind. Watch. It's banging. You forced it on me then, like you did a little flip. If I did, I put you on it. <laughs> like I forced it on me. 
<laughs> and I will remember leaving and saying, man, I never listened to that shit again. <laughs> you and Jay Hove was good for that. Y'all the reason that I started listening to this New York shit. Man. That that shit on me. Couple what more though. Nelly, Nellyville, Slaw. Fire. Crazy. Fire. Let's go. Oh my God. Yes. Song with Kelly, that's a classic though. That? that, that <laughs> Dilemma. That album had Dilemma, Hot in Here, Rock the Mike Remix, and Air Force Ones. It didn't have Pimp Juice? And Pimp Juice. I ain't gonna lie. Bang it. You hate on Nelly so much. I Nelly's do. Not, I can't a help goat. The goat of the Midwest easily. Ah! Over M, whoever wanted. Freddie Gibbs. All y'all niggas bow down to Nelly, nigga. <laughs> Let's go, Cornell Haynes, nigga. Snoop was still rapping too, man. Pay the cost to be the, the boss. To be the boss. Is that did it have a? Uh, didn't have a uh, fuck the mother niggas on that, did it? Nah, nah, that was a uh, that was uh, that was on his No Limit album that had this one. He was off No Limit at this point. This is the first album post No Man. That nigga Snoop is a survivor, man. <laughs> man, listen. Like if you look at the albums that came out this year, because I wanted to do a comparison and the ones that came out in two thousand two, Snoop. A name is on both lists. Facts. That's that, nuts, man. This the one with beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, okay. That was oh, that man. was a hit. That was, is this the biggest song? Drop it like it's hot. No, nah, well, no. <sighs> Jenny, it gotta be one of the old doggy style joints. What's my name? Be. Yeah, yeah what's, what's my, my name? name? It gotta be that. But he won't be performing that at the Super might be Bowl. be bigger though. than what's my name, though. That at the Super Bowl, the he'll be performing beautiful. <laughs> he might do what's my name too. Just because Drake definitely doing Snoop Dogg. He definitely doing that. He coming out to that. He might he might facts. <laughs> I too. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh the Romeo game time came out. No, no limit was heard. That's when that's when you now now you could have said <laughs> if he wasn't broke, would he be putting out his son? Now you can say that. <laughs> Don't do the noodles any kind of way, but right then it was questionable. And they could have named them ugly ass shoes. He could have said something about the HBCU shit, want some money from the NI from the name image and like this. Anything but the billion dollar food industry that Master P has entered with enough capital to make enough money. Bum ass nigga. Out of here, nigga. Oh shit. Uh anything else from 2002? What do you think Eminem did his first week? In uh, and I didn't look this up. Eminem highest sold. album selling of the year first week. I think they had Stan on it too. If I'm no, I can't nah, remember that Stan. It didn't. Oh, it didn't. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say four twenty. One point three million his first week. I don't believe that. God, that it was, was big. Crazy. Well, he had that. He did one point three in that, and then he had that eight mile soundtrack that came out. It was third highest of the year. It did seven hundred thousand. For eight mile soundtrack, bro. That's nuts. Nelly was two with seven fourteen. Nellyville. Yes. I blame, I blame you for that. Yes. I bought five hundred thousand of those. That's nuts. <laughs> uh that blueprint two was fourth. It sold five forty five. It had the double CD effect though. Yeah. Uh, better though. days. Better days. Pac was still fifth. Three hundred and sixty six thousand. Double disc. You would never guess that the next person, I give you a million guesses, you would never guess who the next person is on this list. We didn't Fat, even mention this album. Fat Joe Loyalty. Missy Elliott Under Construction. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. That makes I sense. That make a whole lot of sense. That. She sold 259 first week. 
First of all, ja put some respect on Missy Elliott, though. Jeez. Ja Rule. I thought this was done, Ja Rule. This was actually apparent. This was before 50 went hard on it, clearly. Nah, he was dead right here. Last Temptation? 237 first week. Because Wankster had came out. Wankster was on A-Mile. Yeah, he got that song with him and Bobby Brown on it. That's banging. All we need is a stage. Yeah, that right there. That's all we need. <laughs> he did 237 first week. I wouldn't have never guessed that. Yeah, me neither. Wankster but was you, out. When but listen to the nigga, listen to the shit above him, though. He used to be on the level of the niggas above yeah. him, though. So that's he a did. slick he fall off. He did 700,000. That's true. That's a slick fall off. Crazy 237 is a fall off. That's true. Um, To I wrap it up, Godson did 176. Snoop did 174. And Exhibit. Nah. Exhibit. Nope. He did Man 20 versus like Corday. Machine nah. did 156,000 first week. That's impossible, That's bro. That's crazy to me. That's impossible. Thought that nigga was hosting what whips? What's the what was Pit the name? Pit my ride. Bro, that's a misprint, dude. 156,000 first week. I bro, I've never listened to Exhibit Rap. Ever. He did 20,000 like Corday, nigga. They just they just <laughs> did a misprint, dude. It's no I've never in my life, bro. I can't name an exhibit song. Yeah, you I can. No, I don't know it. I don't know it. Paparazzi? Nah, forgot about it. Got a little question about that nigga that made paparazzi. If you ain't in this rap game for the motherfucking cash main, then what is your motherfucking purpose? Yeah, I know the diss. Oof. I know the diss. I can't remember the song, though. It used to come on BET. That's the only reason I remember it. I know, he was on the beach and shit. I do remember that. It's got like it's a like symphony. It's kind of like in black and white or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Bullshit. Ain't nobody <laughs> buy that album, though. That's cat. That nigga had the streaming farms before they was popping. Dr. Dre had the streaming farms back, back in 02, nigga. Jesus Christ. Man, All I, right, man. That was 2002, funny. man. You got some more stuff from? Nah, man. Yeah. Let us know what is your favorite album from 02. I've been listening to that Eminem show, though, because I, I forgot that Clean Out My Closet was the single, and that, that shit went crazy. Yeah, so that makes sense. He had yes, some I shit don't. on there, though. She did. He had that. He had the Timberland diss on there, too, which is funny. The Timberland and Jermaine Dupri. I don't know if you ah, remember that. Ah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Fuck, what about Jermaine? Fuck Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> that one. What was they beefing for? Uh, because uh, it, I think it was a quote in a magazine, if I remember correctly, that they name dropped Dre and said, and kind of threw some shots. Ah, yeah. He used to drive for Dre, too. He used to, man, listen, he ripped that song, too. They often listen. I can't wait to listen to this. Uh, but no, nah, I'm good. Let us know, man, what's your favorite album from 2002 is. Give us your top three, actually. Leave a comment. Yes, sir. Tap in on YouTube, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams, and let us know, man. Give us some engagements on those pages. For it. the wins and the losses of the week, mm-hmm. we give a W to Meg the Stallion. Landed her first Super Bowl commercial with the Hot Cheetos. Hey, you I got Meg as a star, like as a personality, completely fucked up. Like she winning, dude. Yeah. Big W's. Hot Cheetos commercial? That's a dub. What are we talking about? Is it? That's is a it? bag, nigga. I'm getting a bag to eat out of a bag. Nigga, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's cool for now. I ain't going to hate on her. I'm happy she got it, man. It's cool for now. I can't I wait to see, see the bigger commercial. and better things out of me. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Rock Nation, naming a new COO, Chief of Operations, Brett Yorkmark. You know this guy? He sound like he gonna fuck the job up, though. Uh, I don't his brother him. is actually, I think, higher up. And maybe the CEO or something like that. Oh, but right up under the CEO. Nepotism at its finest. Um, 
we'll see. Who knows, man? Rock Nation don't even like Rock Nation's biggest acts don't even make music no more. Like Rihanna is retired and <laughs> they, apparently the just reason. walks. Just walk streets in New York like, except Rocky now. So like I don't know who's on Rock Nation no more, bro. Because niggas like Brent Yorkman are the COOs <laughs> of Rock Nation. So you gonna have Rihanna doing shit like that. My question, because I looked this up when I seen this, and I just wanted to see what the rest of the executive team looked like. For sure. Are you surprised that Jay-Z don't got more of his peers like surrounding him? Now that like he probably knows the game, he gave get a gist for how shit worked. You surprised it ain't like more people that came up in the industry? And I ain't talking about it worked for him. I'm talking about like noticeable names, like contemporaries. No, I'm not surprised. Would you do that? You wouldn't do that? I would hope. I, I would hope I was in, uh, uh, able to. I got to have people that I know, though. Like It depends. Like, what you mean? <laughs> like, give me an example of somebody you think will work at Rock Nation. Like, what do you mean? Well, I well, reading the list, it just was the, the names were the people that have always been with him. Of course, the Jay Browns and the, the t- people of that nature. But I yeah, just yeah, mean yeah. like. You see his contemporaries or people maybe that came in the game after him to get jobs at Rock Nation with their presidents and their A&Rs and things of this nation nature. I was just surprised or I've been surprised at him and I won't hold him solely responsible. Puff, Birdman, a lot of the CEOs, you never really see them hiring the artists and the people that the other oh. labels are. You know what I mean? I like, like that... Who, did, who just got the job that we talked about at Def Jam? Snoop. Is it Snoop? Yeah. yeah. Like, so you never see a Jay-Z and, and Snoop. Is it because you don't think Snoop want to work for him or you think Jay-Z don't think that's a good hire? Yeah, I, it might be it might be two um, two headstrong individuals. I mean, people want their name on the marquee, bro. So nobody knows who runs ain't... Def Jam anymore. So Snoop is the biggest draw. Snoop and Jay yeah. in the same company, that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's, that's I work. think that's part of a problem in hip-hop. And as far as what when when they when you talk about culture voices and things of that nature, if you work and they good, it's a whole nother podcast topic. But I feel like that it could be more that could be addressed. Like yeah. if you're gonna go work for Def Jam, why not go work for Jay? Boy, same and vice versa. I ain't blaming it on Snoop or Jay. I'm just saying I think the opportunity should be there for more of them because I mean if they click up, then who gonna be the gatekeepers and stuff like that, other than people that know the game and went up through it. That Snoop, that Snoop, again, that Snoop cosign gonna cost you though. And maybe Jay don't want to pay that. Because that's going to run you. Def Jam need that. They need the publicity. Yeah, that's true. He ain't coming cheap. But if I'm Snoop, I kind of got to give Jay a discount when I got to. But would give Jay a discount. And if I'm Jay, then I'm willing to pay Snoop price too. Again, it's it's about what Nori says all the time with that hip-hop um union stuff this is how it starts like putting people in powerful positions together though not spread out all over the map well nigga working at Duff jam and a nigga working in atlantic and a nigga working it wherever it may be like if everybody was under one roof it'd be a lot easier to uh get other things accomplished that people want accomplished in my opinion that's fair last l of the week your man's jojo simon you were a big rev run watcher Oh, uh, he gives an L up to growing up hip hop. Said it's becoming way too dramatic. Do you watch? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, it's reality TV, nigga. It's all dramatic too, which like, is why I nigga, don't watch it. Right? You're not gonna sit on there and read the Bible? What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> and Jojo, what are you gonna go this? do, bro? What are you, you gonna lead us and do? What? Hey, come on, you gonna cut hair? What are you gonna do, cut bro? These checks, nigga. Shut take, up. <laughs> take the checks, go in front of the camera, dude, and do the same bullshit you've been doing the last three seasons, dude. 
Nigga said we could work together to make the product better and not do what the producers. Man, shut up, nigga. Shut up, get bro. out here and give us this ratchetness. Shut up before you get replaced you. quickly. <laughs> right. Go uh, home, dude, bro. <laughs> hey, we got a bonus L, the first ever L reversal. Oh, I'm going to talk about it in my put on. Don't let me forget that. On Decker of the Week goes to our latest YouTube subscriber. Appreciate you, Broderick Nelson. Good looking, big dog. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube right now. Run them numbers up for us. Good looking. What was his comment? Oh, uh, he, he didn't leave a comment. He's just the latest subscriber. Oh, thank you, sir. We appreciate you. Absolutely, man. 100%. Make sure you leave a comment next time, Broderick. We appreciate yeah, Broderick, you. You slid through, bro. We ain't letting you in next time without a comment, bro. You get your own deck of the week this time, bro. We need a comment next time. We appreciate it 100%. Absolutely. I'm going to say my put on before I forget. Shout out to Jeff in the chat. Vice, Black Market, new season is out right now. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams, number one. Number two, the latest episode is up about streaming farms, and it is fucking insane. Uh. Everybody go watch that. And the L reversal is because they had dude that we gave the L of the year to last year, Chad Focus, who was the rapper who had swindled $4 million from the company he was working for to fund his career, he's on there. And, of course, he got caught locked up. When you watch that, you're going to feel bad for him. You're going to want him freed. He, he was much smarter than I, than I initially thought. And he just, he just went about it the wrong way. You ever seen somebody really, like, either book smart or tech savvy? Or, and, but the lane that they choose is wait, something... Wait. <laughs> so you're saying that he went about stealing 4.8 million dollars the wrong way? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he needed Marty Bird on his team. That's fine. He he went about it the <laughs> wrong way. There's a legal way to do what he was doing, and he could have easily done it, or he could have cleaned his money up faster and not try to take them four. He could have stopped at one and set up shop. But the company that he was working for were also crooks. So the wow. shit that they're doing was scamming. They just do it the legal way and they don't get any repercussions, but they feds come and find him and lock mm. him up. They just find them. So when you see it like that, you're like, oh, damn. But it's really good, though. Check out Black Market, the latest episode. Um, it's called uh, Rage Against the Machine is the, is the name of it. Mm. Well, this isn't my put on, but if you are into that subject, that traffic is just like it. And they did mm. a scamming. They did a scamming one, too. But it was like phone scams. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, but same type of show. My put on is that we know that we are living in the matrix because once every so often in the years here, one of us will do a put on of music and it's this guy, Votto. Mm -hmm. I don't know how Votto continues to make banging albums under the radar like this, but he got a new one called Long Run Volume 2 and oh, it's yeah, fire. Yeah. You oh. heard that? Nah, I saw it and I didn't listen to it, even though I know Vado keeps at least one on all the projects. Right. It's what you if you from our era of hip hop, it's what you're looking for. Slow down, soul samples like he give you. That's what he do. Ripping it. That's what like, he do. He, he he talking that shit on here and he got a couple of lines asking why if he's so cold and makes such good music, why he ain't getting no respect. And I, I'd like to know the same thing, Votto. So when they write you back and let you know what you're asking them on some of these bars, let me know. But if you haven't heard that Votto Long Run Volume 2, it is fire. The song that I would point you towards to get the vibe of it is called Auntie's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. It is fire. 
Jeez. Now, Vado, Vado makes actually really solid music, though, on the low. He must have some bad relationships. Yeah, he fell oh, out with Cali. That's the only thing that I can see. Remember, Cali signed him for a minute. That's what made me think it. Like, if you sign with Cali, then came Pop. And Cam. He was, he was rolling wrong. with Cam. Like, I did. I know him and Cam kind of went their separate ways on yeah. some different shit, but it makes me think, man, that he just got bad relationships throughout the industry. Like, even in that maybe it started with that cam shit but if a nigga like him is signed to cali in cam yeah. pop like something wrong that yeah, nigga rap and he picks good music like even and i ain't even talking about the nigga being a star i'm just talking about more notoriety for being more relevancy yeah good as yeah, opposed yeah. to it being a put on here and seeing it somewhere else but well, check out that vato man well uh, he he had a series where he used to drop I on remember. valentine's day and he got a song called Song Cry from about mm -hmm. four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he man, that, that motherfucker talk, is bang. Yeah, type that in, bro, and listen to that as soon as we get out. That song is fire, bro. Like, Bang. dude got some shit, and that's crazy because he's Votto. Song Cry, dude. Song Cry. Votto, I'm typing it in now. That motherfucker is tough. Can't believe we just gave Votto seven minutes like it. That's nuts. In twenty, check out to be in the mail, Votto, for that payola we just received. For that. <laughs> you know the uh, you know the PO box to the Realville Media Company. Uh man, listen, guys, we appreciate that. Another week in the books. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube link is in the description. Click that right now and hit subscribe. Appreciate you and hit that thumbs up while you're there. And make sure you uh, engage with us on social media, man. At On Deck TV Show. And of course, Absolutely. Facebook, the rap group, rap chat, excuse me, and Twitter. Appreciate it. Max, go grab you some On Deck TV show merch as well. All the links are in the relevant bios and the show notes. Grab your crew neck, man. Shout out to the people that copped over the last week. They're going fast, man. New design probably come out for the spring. So make sure you get those now. They're on sale. Only 25 bucks. No, you got it. There you go, man. We appreciate that. Until the next time, we out. Yep. <laughs>